There are more than 300 episodes of Listen to Sleep, all available for free because of the generous support of our sponsors. And while you'll never hear any ads after the story or meditation starts, you can get every episode ad-free, plus over 100 bonus episodes, all for less than the price of one cup of coffee a month by going to listentosleep.com and clicking on support. Thank you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Eric, and this is Listen to Sleep. Slow, quiet stories to help you fall asleep. If you like Listen to Sleep and you would like to support the podcast, you can do that through the Patreon at patreon.com slash listen to sleep. For just a dollar a month, you can get the podcast a day early and over 10 hours of nature sounds that I've recorded at my cabin in Northern California to help you fall asleep on the nights when you don't feel like listening to a story. Again, that's patreon.com slash listen to sleep and you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month tonight we're going back to the book in the days of giants a book of norse tales by abby farwell brown this is the next story in that book the last one from it was scotty's choice and this is the chapter after that first let's take a deep breath Let it out. And just relax as you feel yourself settling into your body. Can you feel your hands? Can you feel the inside of your hands? That awareness starts to calm down your mind. Now, can you feel the inside of your arms? Can you feel the inside of your legs? 
Take another deep breath. Let it out. And just relax as I read to you. The Dwarves' Gifts Red Loki had been up to mischief again. Loki, who made quarrels and brought trouble wherever he went. He had a wicked heart, and he loved no one. He envied Father Odin his wisdom and his throne above the world. He envied Balder his beauty, and Tyr his courage, and Thor his strength. He envied all the good Asir who were happy, but he would not take the trouble to be good himself. So he was always unhappy, spiteful, and sour. And if anything went wrong in Asgard, the kingdom of the gods, one was almost sure to find Loki at the bottom of the trouble. Now Thor, the strongest of all the gods, was very proud of his wife's beautiful hair, which fell in golden waves to her feet and covered her like a veil. He loved it better than anything, except Sif herself. One day, while Thor was away from home, Loki stole into Thrudheim, the realm of clouds, and cut off all of Sif's golden hair till her head was as round and fuzzy as a yellow dandelion. Fancy how angry Thor was when he came rattling home that night in his thunder chariot and found Sif so ugly to look at. He stamped up and down till the 540 floors of his cloud palace shook like an earthquake, and lightning flashed from his blue eyes. The people down in the world below cried, Dear, dear, what a terrible thunderstorm. Thor must be very angry about something. Loki has been up to mischief, it is likely. You see, they also knew Loki and his tricks. At last, Thor calmed himself a little. Sif, my love, he said, you shall be beautiful again. Red Loki shall make you so, since his was the unmasking, the villain. He shall pay for this. Then, without more ado, offset Thor to find Red Loki. He went in his thunder chariot, drawn by two goats, and the clouds rumbled, and the lightning flashed wherever he went, for Thor was the mighty god of thunder. At last, he came upon the sly rascal, who was trying to hide. Big Thor seized him by the throat. You scoundrel, he cried. I will break every bone in your body if you do not put Sif's beautiful hair back upon her head. Ow, ow, you hurt me, howled Loki. Take off your big hand, Thor. What is done is done. I cannot put Sif's hair back. You know that very well. Then you must get her another head of hair, growled Thor. That you can do, 
You must find for her hair of real gold, and it must grow upon her head as if it were her own. Do this, or you shall die. Where shall I get this famous hair, whined Loki, though he knew well enough. Get it of the black elves, said Thor. They are cunning jewelers, and they are your friends. Go, Loki, and go quickly, for I long to see Sif as beautiful as ever. Then Loki of the burning beard slunk away to the hills where, far underground, the dwarves have their furnaces and their workshops. Among great heaps of gold and silver and shining jewels, which they have dug up out of the earth, the little crooked men in brown blink and chatter and scold one another, for they are ugly fellows. Tink, 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 go their little hammers, all day long and all night long, while they make wonderful things such as no man has ever seen, though you shall hear about them. They had no trouble to make a head of hair for Sif. It was for them a simple matter indeed. The dwarves work fast for such a customer as Loki, and in a little while the golden wires were beaten out and drawn out, made smooth and soft and curly, and braided into a thick golden braid. But when Loki came away, he carried with him also two other treasures which the clever dwarves had made. One was a golden spear, and the other was a ship. Now, these do not sound so very wonderful, but wait until you hear. The spear, which was named Gungnir, was bewitched so that it made no difference if the person who held it was clumsy and careless, for it had this amazing quality that no matter how badly it was aimed or how unskillfully it was thrown, it was sure to go straight to the mark, which is a very obliging and convenient thing in one's weapon, as you will readily see. And Skidbladnir, this was the harsh name of the ship, was even more wonderful. It could be taken to pieces and folded up so small that it would go into one's pocket. But when it was unfolded and put together, it would hold all the gods of Asgard for a sea journey. Besides all this, when the sails were set, the ship was sure always to have a fair wind, which would make it skim along like a great bird, which was the best part of the charm, as any sailor will tell you. Now, Loki felt very proud of these three treasures, and left the hill cave stretching his neck and strutting like a great red turkey cock. Outside the gate, however, he met Brock, the black dwarf, who was the brother of Sindri, the best workman in all the underworld. Hello, what have you there? asked Brock of the big head, pointing at the bundles which Loki was carrying. The three finest gifts in the world, boasted Loki, hugging his treasures tight. 
Pooh, said Brock, I do not believe it. Did my brother Sindri make them? No, answered Loki. They were made by the black elves, the sons of Ivaldi, and they are the most precious gifts that ever were seen. Pooh, again puffed Brock, wagging his long beard crossly. Nonsense. Whatever they be, my brother Sindri can make three other gifts more precious. That I know. Can he, though? laughed Loki. I will give him my head if he can. Done, shouted the dwarf. Let me see your famous gifts. So Loki showed him the three wonders, the gold hair for Sif, the spear, and the ship. But again the dwarf said, Pooh, these are nothing. I will show you what the master smith can do, and you shall lose your bragging red head, my Loki. Now Loki began to be a little uneasy. He followed Brock back to the smithy in the mountain, where they found Sindri at his forge. Oh yes, he could beat the poor gifts of which Loki was so proud but he would not tell what his own three gifts were to be. First, Sindri took a pig's skin and laid it on the fire. Then he went away for a little time. But he set Brock at the bellows and bade him blow, blow, blow the fire until Sindri should return. Now, when Sindri was gone, Loki also stole away, for as usual, he was up to mischief. He had the power of changing his shape and of becoming any creature he chose, which was often very convenient. Thus, he turned himself into a huge, biting fly. Then he flew back into the smithy where Brock was blow, blow, blowing. Loki buzzed about the dwarf's head and finally lighted on his hand and stung him hoping to make him let go of the bellows. But no, Brock only cried out, <laughs> and kept on blowing for dear life. Now, soon, back came Sindri to the forge and took the pigskin from the fire. Wonder of wonders, it had turned into a hog with golden bristles, a live hog that shone like the sun. Brock was not satisfied, however. Well, I don't think much of that, he grumbled. Wait a little, said Sindri mysteriously. Wait and see. Then he went on to make the second gift. This time he put a lump of gold into the fire, and when he went away, as before, he bade Brock stand at the bellows to blow, 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 without stopping. Again, as before, in buzzed Loki the gadfly as soon as the master smith had gone out. This time he settled on Brock's swarthy neck and stung him so sorely that the blood came and the dwarf roared till the mountain trembled. Still, Brock did not let go of the handle of the bellows, but blew and howled blew and howled with pain till Sindri returned. And this time, 
the dwarf took from the fire a fine gold ring, round as roundness. Um, I don't think so much of that, said Brock again, disappointed, for he had expected some wonderful jewel. But Sindri wagged his head wisely. Wait a little, he said. We shall see what we shall see. He heaved a great lump of iron into the fire to make the third gift. But this time, when he went away, leaving Brock at the bellows, he charged him to blow, blow, blow without a minute's rest, or everything would be spoiled. For this was the best gift of all. Brock planted himself wide-legged at the forge and blew, blew, blew. But for the third time, Loki, winged as a fly, came buzzing into the smithy. This time, he fastened viciously below Brock's bushy eyebrow and stung him so cruelly that the blood trickled down a red river into his eyes and the poor dwarf was blinded. With a howl, Brock raised his hand to wipe away the blood, and of course, in that minute, the bellows stood still. Then Loki buzzed away with a sound that seemed like a mocking laugh. At the same moment, in rushed Sindri, panting with fright, for he had heard that sound and guessed what it meant. What have you done, he cried. You have let the bellows rest. You have spoiled everything. Only a little moment, but one little moment, pleaded Brock in a panic. It has done no harm, has it? Sindri leaned anxiously over the fire, and out of the flames he drew the third gift an enormous hammer. Oh, said Brock, much disappointed. Only an old iron hammer. I don't think anything of that. Look how short the handle is, too. Good night.